0: It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash Prime for details.
1: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter... giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. <laughs>
0: listening to Fox Sports
3: radio
2: well the SEC's long run is over Jim Harbon Michigan national champs Joel Klatt voice of college football for Fox Sports uh, he's got the Joel Klatt show college football podcast wherever you get your podcast so uh, we had said we thought Washington Texas matched that well Washington Michigan was a different ball game yeah the game kind of looked like a lot of people thought it would look
4: I mean it did in a lot of ways I thought I give Washington a lot of credit for actually making it the game that it was in the middle part of the game because it looked like Michigan was going to run them out of the building, to be honest with you, and and literally and figuratively there uh, early. Michigan does such a good job, and I know this is in the weeds, but when you talk about stopping the run, you've got to have what's called gap control, a player for every single gap in, in the offensive front. And what Michigan does better than anybody else in the country is if there is one guy outside of his gap, they exploit it. Bam. And that's what you saw in those big runs early in the game. Yeah. And then ultimately, this is the stat that just jumps off the page to me. And this is why I think Jesse Miner is going to have an incredible future. Washington with Michael Penix, Adunze, Polk, and McMillan, all healthy, all ready to go. 13 possessions, 13 points masterful job on yeah. the defensive side. And yeah. obviously that started with those defensive tackles and,
2: and their ability to win the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So, you know, Harbaugh's legacy at Michigan, he won 10. We were both there for the first game. He beat Utah. Yeah. Uh, 10 wins, first year, national championship, uh, final year. What's his legacy from what he took over to what he finished?
4: I don't I don't see how he's anything short of a Schimbeckler esque Legacy, like I, I just I fail to see why his legacy wouldn't be up there with with the greats in the history Jimmy of Michigan Johnson, football. Jimmy Johnson,
2: Pete Carroll, Harbaugh. Oh, well,
4: I, and that's I'm just talking about Michigan, but <clears throat> at the college level, I've said this for a long time. Jim Harbaugh is one of the very rare coaches that have had success at both levels. Yeah. It doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. And now he's proven that he can be the best coach in college football. He's proven that he was within a snap of the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, G- Jim Harbaugh right now is is a top three to four
2: football coach any level on the planet. Yeah. And all these agendas and all these haters, it was a, it's was. it been a bad year for the Lamar Jackson, Jim Harbaugh critics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I said this before, but his family is very close. Yeah. The Chargers is the best job available, but Washington's interesting. The parents can move Baltimore, Washington, see their grandkids. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have it to face his brother. He's uncomfortable with that. He can go to Washington. Uh, that division's got Jalen Hurts, Dak, Daniel Jones. He gets the number two pick. Washington has the most cap space. Chargers, I think we both agree with Herbert. It's a really good job. Sure. Short term, I mean, that would be the obvious place to go. Washington's not terrible.
4: I don't disagree with that. I think those are the two locations that he will look at the, the most, and and of course, you know, he's got an extension on the table that will make him uh, one of the highest, if not the highest-paid college football coach uh, in, in the sport. Now, what he's going to have to weigh is is does he want to deal with the ridiculous and inept. NCAA, or does he want to go and try to prove that he can actually complete the mission at the next level and, and win the Super Bowl and be one of these guys like Pete Carroll and Jimmy yeah. Johnson that can win it at both levels? Uh, I think it's an interesting question. You know, he loves Michigan. He is Michigan in so many ways, and he loves... I'm. It's such a fascinating year because I've called... Well, let me back up for a moment. I've called 16 of their games since 2021. Michigan, Michigan games, sixteen of them. Wow! And so I've been around him a lot, probably more than any other analyst in in the sport. And I can tell you that this this transformation over the last three years, he is a much more jovial, happy, um, and and communicative coach than he ever was before. He genuinely loves his players. He genuinely loves Michigan, and he genuinely did not understand what in the world was going on with this investigation. I I met with him constantly, and he would, he would be like, I don't get it. They've searched my phone. They've searched my laptop. What more do you want? I'm telling you the truth is the way that he went through this. And so I think his level of, or I should say his desire to stick around and deal with the bureaucracy of the NCAA is next to nothing. Let me put it to you this way. He got a notice the, the the program got a notice of allegation, what was it two weeks ago? Last yep. week, about that stemming from the quote unquote recruiting violations. Um, a kid showed up at their building during a COVID dead period and you know, they fed him, and then apparently there were some analysts that were on the field when apparently they shouldn't have been on the field during a practice. And then the NCAA is claiming that he was not forthright with information and so on and so forth. And so they're, so they're trying notice of allegations. That's illegal. Meanwhile, there's still rules about inducements on the book, on the books with the NCAA. You cannot pay a player to come directly to your school. And this signing period, I saw players roll up to their signing day. They haven't signed. Not supposed to have a dollar. In Bentley's. In Lamborghini's and Bentley's. And Jim's sitting here thinking to himself, you're giving us notice of allegations because a kid showed up during a COVID dead period? Like, in his mind, he doesn't understand this. And why would you deal with this? Why would you deal with the potential no, six, a- seven, eight-game suspension he also- from an organization that you don't trust, nor do you don't respect?
2: Yeah, um, he's also... His strength as a coach is this relentless, repetitive uh, building of structure. Mm-hmm. The NFL creates structure. It's a very structured league. College football makes $7 billion a year, and they don't have a president, a CEO, oh a gosh. schedule maker. So I think Pete Carroll... <laughs> Pete Carroll struggled with this. At the end he was like, you know, I love the kids and I love I love so much about the sport. But this inability to solve issues that are clearly solvable that the NFL solves. There's a free agent period. There's a cap. There's uh you win the draft. Yeah, <laughs> like everything in the NFL is built on structure. Nothing in college football no. is built on structure no, and it's I a think Jim deserves better.
4: Well, I mean, you can put it that way. I think that he might desire uh, a little bit better. And and let's face it, he came back to the college level for one reason. To restore what he feels like is order or excellence at his favorite place, his alma mater at Michigan. He's done that. There is nothing left to prove at Michigan. If he wants to stay there and deal with the NCAA and coach kids, then he's going to. And I guarantee you that he's going to love doing it. And if he wants to challenge himself at the next level, I believe that he'll have his pick of jobs, which, as you've put
2: it, and I would 100% agree, would be the Chargers or Washington. Yeah. So uh, Penix didn't play well, but he's a statuesque, beautiful thrower, a Goff, a Matt Ryan, a Tua. And when those guys are hurried and face pressure, they're not very good.
4: Yeah, I mean, Brady wasn't good in that
2: situation. Yeah, so I I, I don't think less of him. Um, that's what he is. He's Tua was his comp, and Tua under pressure is not great. I don't really get JJ McCarthy as a high level pro. Feels a little small and slight to me, build wise. Um, I think he, uh, benefits greatly from the coach, the O line, the yeah, run game, the Penix, structure. Penix kind of has to carry Washington. McCarthy sort of manages Michigan. L- let's, let's put it a different way. Everything that you said is correct.
4: Um, Michael Penix is asked by his coaching staff and and his structure and philosophy of of offense at Washington to make anywhere between 20 to 35 on the high end, last night it was 35, NFL-style throws. Okay? Like, drop back, make the read, post-snap, and throw with timing, anticipation, and accuracy. They ask a lot. They ask a lot of him, and he's excelled. Now, that's hard to do, and you see the product of a defense that's going to confuse you and and put pressure on you, and that's what happened a night ago. On the flip side, J.J. McCarthy, very talented player. Really like J.J. McCarthy. Athletic, good arm, excellent player. He's asked to make about... Five. I was going to say NFL four. Throws. That's you know, it. Maybe he made one to the tight end, and and the the throw to the tight end was excellent. By the way, it was still off of play action. Now he's got great ability, but what they were asked to do with their respective programs, was vastly different. Yeah. One is, I think, very translatable to the National Football League. That would be Michael Penix. The other one is not so translatable. It's it's harder to say, well, I know exactly what J.J. McCarthy is as a prospect because he's just not asked to do that. It
2: reminds me a little bit uh, uh, when Colt McCoy was at Texas. Yeah. And he obviously could move. Colt was a little small but he wasn't asked to do... Because that was during the Mac Brown. They had a lot of talent. They were winning those recruiting wars. And it was like, I like Colt, but I don't know how good he is based on... They're not asking him to do my... I love Matt Leinert. They weren't asking him to do a ton. Yeah, Panics is asked by a program that dominates three-star recruits, carry us to the promised land.
4: Well, and, and I think to some degree, this is playing out in front of our eyes this year with C.J. Stroud. The... The way that what he was asked to do at Ohio State is exactly what he's doing now with the Texans. It, it is completely translatable, yeah, and and it's and it's working now. Obviously, they've got a good defense and yeah. some good structure there, and he's got more talent around him than let's say a Bryce Young. Uh, but I think that I'm higher on Penix than most. I, I would no, I like take him, too. him I would take him in the top five or six picks. Yeah. I think that the injury history is going to be a concern. McCarthy is a harder evaluation for me yeah. uh, because of, of what we're talking about. I don't know how translatable his game is. Now, he's very unselfish. He would be great in the locker room. I do think he has the ability. I just haven't seen it on yeah. a consistent basis, which is why I've made the assertion. If I was advising J.J. McCarthy, I would tell him to go back to school. Be
0: sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D.
0: 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Attention
3: all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If
2: Jim leaves, who gets the Michigan job? You know, I, I think
4: there's a coach on their staff that is and 1-0 against Ohio State, and that's Sharon Moore. I, I, I honestly think it's as simple as that. Because go- he's Harbaugh's going to take his DC. I, I would imagine. So, Jesse Minner is the defensive coordinator. People and, love him. And Jesse is, he's got NFL DNA. Yes. Remember, I told you the story last week about Mike McDonald and Jesse Minner. Yeah. And, like, Jesse's going to want to go back to the NFL sure. at some point. This would be uh, um, seamless and easy. Um, entrance into the NFL as a coordinator yeah. if you were to just follow Jim if Jim decides to go to the Chargers or, or Commanders. I I do believe that Sharon Moore makes a lot of sense for Michigan because they've built something very special.
2: Right. And he like, gets it.
4: And he gets it and he's a part of that. And so you you can have a continuation of what you know is working at the top end. And in a lot of ways, it would feel a little bit like a Lincoln Riley or a Ryan Day at Oklahoma or Ohio State. And you're trying to continue excellence, which is very difficult to do. Yeah. I actually think it's easier to continue excellence for someone that's been within the program yes. than
2: outside and trying to bring in something totally different. Because and, and everything Michigan's doing is right. So a new guy comes in and has his way of seeing it, and all you're doing is unraveling stuff that's working. How in the world would someone from the outside walk in front of those
4: players? Will Johnson still has to be there next year? Mason Graham still has to be there next year. Colson Loveland's. Oh no, that's going to be, be there. if JJ McCarthy and, and if someone stays. Someone walks into the room and is like, "All right, we're going to change some things up." They're going to be like, <laughs> "Beat it, yeah." You know, so for those reasons, I think Sharon right. makes a lot of sense.
2: Okay, crazy town Buckeye fan, probably sitting there today, going, "Mike Vrabel to the Buckeyes, <laughs> Ryan Day safe, right?" I would, yes. I mean, any and, and reasonable course, person would. Of course. He couldn't beat Harbaugh at the end.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Pete yeah, Carroll I mean,
2: was struggling with a Seahawk.
4: Guess what? You know, there's only been like three times in history that a Saban assistant has actually beaten Nick Saban. Maybe it's more than that, but you get, I mean, like, yeah. the percentages are so low. Um He's struggling with Harbaugh right now. He's struggling with Michigan right now. Speaking of Ryan Day, you know how quickly it can turn around? And this is, by the way, an overarching point that I would love to make today. Is, is And this, I think, will be in the vein of what you're asking. Okay, Last night was the most hopeful and inspirational national championship game that college football has had in 15 years. Yeah. And the reason is, is because it no longer has to look one way it doesn't have to be that you've had a top three or four recruiting class for four straight years and you've got a top three composite roster littered with 10 or more five-star athletes for 15 years that's what it had to be you could not win a national championship unless you were lsu with burrow bama or clemson or georgia yeah it just like it wasn't possible Okay, Ohio State did it with a a roster that was incredibly talented in 2014. They always had an SEC-level roster there. And and last night, we saw two developmental rosters filled with veteran players, really good coaches, and the team that won, their average recruiting class in the last four years was outside of the top ten. Their composite roster, from a talent perspective, is ranked 14th in the country this year, and they had exactly two five-star players. It no longer has to be what it used to be in college football. There are now 15 to 20 programs that I believe wake up today and can legitimately say, we can do that. We can do that. We can be fundamentally sound and tackle uh, in space well and win at the line of scrimmage and develop a great culture to go and win a national championship. And we're going to have access because it's going to be a 12-team playoff and not this four-team inv- invitational that's been an eye test. So you, let's bring it back to Ryan Day. Ryan Day is sitting there watching his rival play for and win the national championship. Meanwhile, he just got a commitment from, I think, the best SEC running back last year, which was Quinshawn Junkins from Ole Miss. He's going to Ohio State next year. He's a great player. Ohio State
2: can get right back into the fold. They'll be fine with Ryan Day. They're already in the playoff. Like, Ohio State's always going to be fine. I just don't,
4: don't get the Vrabel thing. I, call me Chris. He's crazy. an NFL guy. He is. And it's like he, You're he, telling me Mike Vrabel wants to go deal with the mess that is college football and recruiting and
2: transfer portal and NIL? Beat it. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I said this. Jay Wright had ten years to coach. Villanova. I'm out. Shashevsky was already leaving. I'm out. Roy Williams. Three of the best coaches in college basketball. One Jay Wright had ten years. They looked at this portal, which is worse in college basketball than football and said <laughs> We're out. You can have it. You can have it. And so I think guys like Harbaugh, listen, man, very rarely does timing work out perfectly. Mm -hmm. You win the natty. The portal's a bit of a mess. The conference is expanding and getting tougher. And Justin Herbert's available. That doesn't happen. I mean, if you think of the NFL, great jobs available. Matt LaFleur, Green Bay got one. But Green Bay doesn't have an owner, and they don't get free agents. So you had Aaron, late middle of prime. Pretty darn good job. Mike McCarthy got Dak, cowboy job. Pretty good, pretty good job. I would argue Herbert this moment is as good as Aaron was late. I mean, I think Herbert's a 6'5, 240. You just don't get a star quarterback in a good roster. Those jobs don't open up. Under contract, it's usually Carolina, yeah. Atlanta. No, you're That's right. why Washington's interesting because Harbaugh can be like, listen, most salary caps, I can go buy players. And, and oh, by the way, I'll be good in the draft because I just recruited most of them, and I recruited Drake May. So, I mean, Harbaugh recruited all these college quarterbacks. Drake May is an interesting one. (laughs) He's really
4: He's really good. He's he's under the radar because of the the flash of, of Caleb Williams and the greatness late here of Pennix and the Heisman of Jaden Daniels, but... But sneaky, the guy that that in ten years we could look up and be like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Is Drake May? Yeah, um, he does a lot moves. of things well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks good. Uh, I mean, listen, the, the commander's job is is interesting. Selfishly, I'd love Jim to stay at Michigan. He's yeah. great for college football. Yeah, we
2: have Fox. We have uh, some Big Ten games on. Next well,
4: year. and and not only that, but but again, think of that point that I was making about the the hope that last night gave to the whole sport oh yeah i mean last night opened up the sport as as open as it's been in in 15 years and i think that's a great thing listen i look
2: at college football like i do my family (laughs) i can't wait for this no i I, same thing i love it now i get my family we're not for everybody college football (laughs) is not for everybody it's a bit of a barnyard musical but I, I look at college football like it's got so many flaws that drive me crazy. Oh, man. And my wife and I sometimes, let's pour an 11 a.m. some sauce here. It's a little wild at the family ranch. Um, you, I love, despite all the silliness and flaws and goofiness and the frustrations with college football, NFL's got so much more predictability yeah. and structure. It's grown-ups. I love the sport, and I thought last night was such a wonderful
4: moment. I, I, I do think that... The real growth potential of any sport in our country lies with college football.
2: Oh no no. If if it's a twelve dollar
4: stock, buy it. A hundred percent. And 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 the reason is is because there is so much value left on the table. We just had to... guys, let guys me tell you I know like and I know this is gonna sound like a knock. It's not. It's not a knock. Preface. We just had to have a national championship game on cable on a Monday night like just rethinking the way that we do the biggest events in our sport there's 10%, 15%, 20, 25% growth just in doing it better yeah scheduling it better <laughs> yeah much, much less really fixing some of the structural issues with the sport, moving yeah. the playoff closer to the regular season. You know, like when everybody cares about college football around Thanksgiving, <laughs> why not start the playoffs? I, know. I don't know.
2: I mean, it's been literally December has been like this real estate in college football. It's been like this big piece of land on the water in Los Angeles. Not for sale. And they're like, NFL, do you want to Do want just yelling, jump in and take this, it? This is take why I've been, been yelling about baseball forever. If you shorten the season to 120 games, August is wide open. Now that nobody plays starters in the preseason in the NFL, college football's idle. There's about a four to five week period in August. We're all dying for big games. Baseball could shorten their season, start the playoffs October like 11th or uh, August 11th, and be captivating before pro football gets rolling and college football. There's you know, I just real really want to.
4: I just really want to hang on to that Thursday night. 15 degrees in Philly where you're playing a game 6 for the World Series on November 8th. Like there's real estate in college football over December 1 to January 5th. I mean the national championship should be on New Year's Day. Like own something or a, a Saturday night at a minimum. At a minimum. By the way, you know what you could do? You could you could go to the NFL and and you could say, "Hey, listen. You, you're you're playing these Saturday games. You know what we can do?" Rather than just a doubleheader on Wild card Weekend on Saturday, let's make it a tripleheader. Two NFL games, and then the network that does the second NFL game, they also do the College National Championship, which is a Saturday night primetime event. Now you shove... 35 million viewers or more, 40 million, directly into a national championship game. That's how you take something that's kind of not what it should be, low 20s, high 20s, millions in terms of the viewers, and you increase it by 15%. Like, just some forward
2: thinking in our sport, and there's so much growth. Think how popular college football is, and it's poorly run. It's right. the restaurant that does everything wrong and has a line around the block. Yeah, it's, it's, it does everything wrong and we still love it. It's boxing in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Aram, Don King, nonsense. I can't wait to watch. Yeah, and it's like, when is Mike fighting? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. Joel Klatt, the voice of college football. Oh, we agreed good. I, it's just I love a lot my, this I, year. I, what, huh? we, ag- we agreed a lot this year. Well, you know, I am a fan of. Of disruptive forces. (laughs) And so I think you and I privately, although we didn't air it, we were kind of, I was kind of, I know it was my Huskies. I was rooting for Harbaugh all year because it was just sticking it to rigid people with agendas. I love this year.
4: It was a good year. Good year. Good year at college football. Thanks for having me on all the time, man.
2: Yeah, we went either way. We weren't sure if we were going to bring
4: you back this year, but we decided... Was it, was decided it up in the air? We,
2: we liked your energy.
4: Well, you know <laughs> what? I'll be like Saquon, and I'll just take I'll take a, a tag next year. If you just want to tag me for next year, I'm in.
2: <laughs> Joe Klatt. He's got a podcast. Wherever uh, you listen to podcasts, I listen to him in my bedroom. But wherever you listen Whoa. to him, go get the... Jo- Before you go to bed. I didn't mean oh, anything. Right, right, right. All right, back in a second, The Herd.
0: (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
5: Hey, we're Covino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our
4: two-hour show.
5: Also uncensored, by the way, so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after-show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver.
2: All right, welcome back. Uh, Joel Klatt and Nick Wright both crushed today. Now J-Mac with the news. No, no, no. no.
6: Turn on the news.
3: This is the Herdline News.
6: So we've got drama in New York with Saquon Barkley, Colin. Um, Listen, obviously it was a terrible year for the Giants. Uh, Saquon not feeling great about the franchise tag. And yesterday, Giants GM Joe Shane said the team wouldn't rule out tagging him this offseason. Something Barkley doesn't seem too pleased about. We talked more than enough last year, to be honest. Not just talking with Joe, but the whole negotiation thing. I'm going to let my agents handle that. I'm numb to it. If you're going to do it, just don't wait until March 5th. Get it over with. If not, let me go. Simple.
2: Yeah, I'm not giving him a five year deal. So I've said players agree to a franchise tag. I have a right to use it. And running backs could be Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley. I'm not denying their value. But it's a position, the last position in football, you're allowed to hit him from mostly any angle, and he's had injuries before. So I can like somebody a lot and tag him. That's part of the structure and part of the design of the salary cap. You like a player a lot, but it's a position in which history indicates you
6: can find talent in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Here's my favorite part of this whole Saquon thing. So they didn't want to pay him they decided to pay Daniel Jones because Saquon had an injury history. So who got injured this year, Colin? Huh? Daniel Jones, right? the guy they paid. Right. The Giants screwed up. There's no putting the genie back in the bottle. I would personally let him go. Just, you know, again, last year with Daniel Jones healthy, Saquon was awesome. They got to the playoffs, won a game. Yeah, uh, I, I would not have
2: had a problem for a couple of year contract last year and, and franchised Daniel Jones. Um, but I'm not going four or five years. I mean, listen, he's a very good player. He has a market. This idea, you know, I hear this all the time. Running backs are treated unfairly. No, they're not. By the way, guards, safeties, tight ends to this day, tight ends are underpaid. So I just think running back has certain limitations on its
6: value. They're still making eight figures annually if you're good. What do the G-men do in the top ten in the draft? Now, before you answer, I'll just say uh, Daniel Jones' contract is a cumbersome one. If you draft a quarterback yeah. in the top 10, that's going to probably ruffle some feathers and speculation that he's gone. Do you try to rebuild the offensive line? Evan Neal's been total garbage. Well, uh, they I, need they need weapons. So they,
2: they, they need weapons. To me, I would go get a receiver uh, with their pick. I think you could move down. Uh, a couple of spots. Um, um, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. I think I probably would. But again, I'm not getting the top two or three quarterbacks. So, well, so the reality is there are the defensive front's pretty good. There's not a corner you should draft that high. Uh, my take is it's a offensive tackle draft. They have a left tackle
6: I like Andrew a lot. Andrew Thomas was good. Do
2: you want to go get another good tackle?
6: You could. Um, the problem is you're not going to be drafting this high again, probably. Let's right. say Daniel is healthy next year. You go eight and nine. Okay, That's so very like, kind. Yeah, so fine. You're drafting about 12th next year. You're not getting a, an elite quarterback at 12th, so why not take one this year? Uh, that, you're not... If Jaden Daniels fell to the Giants, I would take him.
2: He, he might be there. Bo Nix? Absolutely. Michael Penix? Absolutely. Yeah, I, what I, I, I also think you can argue that you could move... Again, this draft, you could move down three spots and get... A really good player. This is a strong draft. Generally, there's about 15 first round players. This year, they say there's 18 to 20. And so I think the Chargers, Giants could move down four or five, six nope. spots, still get a great player, and get another second or third round pick. Giants right. have multiple needs on offense. Yeah. They need a right tackle, a second receiver. Well, mean defense need re- wasn't good either. They Let's need to real. replace Barkley probably
6: later in the draft. Uh, let's go to Minnesota here. Kirk Cousins coming off a torn Achilles. And it's weird. I, is he going to be a hot name in the uh, you know free agency for quarterbacks? I, I don't know. We'll have to see. Speaking yesterday at his exit interview, Kirk Cousins would ask how he would look. Uh, think about giving the Vikings a hometown discount, Colin. Okay, okay here's what Kirk Cousins had to say.
0: Another really good question, Kevin, um, and one I've thought about pretty much my whole 12 years is, is that question. Uh, I do think it's important uh, to, to uh, be aware of. Uh, I think that God has blessed me financially beyond my wildest dreams. So at this stage in my career, uh, the dollars are really not what it's about. The Dave's point, structure is probably
6: more important. This is huge, low-key huge news in the NFL. If Kirk Cousins is giving them a hometown discount, enabling them to pay Justin Jefferson, um, he remo- you remove probably the best quarterback on the market? Like, now you're like looking at Russell Wilson. Well, Kirk Justin Cousins Fields.
2: has his priorities right in his life. It's family first. Um, he's a very good human being. He's got... He, listen, the guy is one of the most accurate throwers the last 10 years in the league. He's a very, very solid quarterback. I've always said he's Dak Prescott, better
6: thrower, not as mobile. He's a very solid quarterback. Uh, not to look at anybody's pockets, but just a quick, you know, tally here. It looks like he's made around $200 million uh, in his career. Uh, um, yeah, some guy was, ar- an NFL reporter was arguing with me yesterday that uh, Cousins was going to get $45 million a year. And I'm just like, I don't, where's that coming from? But if Cousins is like, oh, I'll take 30 from the Vikings because, you know, he goes to Minnesota Twins games. You know, his family's there. He's big in the community.
2: Minneapolis is a great place to live.
6: Great place.
2: Great people. You've been there? Yeah. My wife worked there years ago and just speaks. It's a wonderful place to live.
6: I know nothing about the community other than. Climate change is going to be Palm Springs in about four years. Mm. What are the mask mandates like? (laughs) 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 Sorry, uh, that's for another uh, show. Anyways, final story. NBA, the Grizzlies had... Grizzly news last night, Colin. Yeah, Ja Morant season-ending shoulder surgery. Yeah. Brutal year for Morant, the 25-game suspension, and now surgery ending his season. Ah, just brutal. Um, Memphis was kind of on the uptick with him, six and three when he returned. Yeah, uh, this is not great for the league, Colin. This well, just, we, we this had said bad. I had said Derek
2: Rose was his comp. He's a more slender. Spindly version of Derrick Rose, and Derrick Rose had injuries. When you are not a great shooter and score a lot of your points in traffic, um, you know you see this with a lot of guards. That's you know. uh, Now Russell Westbrook is really thick, but John Wall was another guy that didn't score a lot from the perimeter, not a great shooter. So Steph Curry and Steve Nash can stay outside and play a while, but i I always worried about, always worried about John Morant, a mediocre perimeter player. Who, without the hand check, can get past anybody into the basket? The downside is you get to the basket with significantly bigger, stronger players. I mean, he weighs about a buck seventy. He's going up against guys that weigh two seventy, and so I think it, this has always been the concern. Zion, we worried about his weight and f- torque. Ja Morant, we worried about this. Crashing to the
6: floor, scoring at the rim. He's a very thin frame. If you zoom out and look at this macro, this is horrible for the league. They were pe- hoping Ja and Zion, who were in the same draft, no could be like the next great American players. No Neither question. of them has panned out. And frankly, I'm a little worried about Ja Morant, given his off the court stuff. Like now he's not playing basketball for I don't know what the next like eight months No, like, I mean I- it
2: feels like we have seen
6: the most dynamic
2: part of his game career well I, it's just it's not great hopefully he uh
6: well we still got the celtics are good denver's good it's oh, like, gonna be fine but yeah. long term I, I think they were hoping ja moran could be a star he's well, hugely popular among young kids yeah i mean if, if you, you,
2: they were thinking zion and ja were two comets two rockets not to, quite
6: larry and magic but like you know a scaled down version of, fun. of like really yeah. fun
2: i mean we we talked about them for two years non-stop and it's oh and two Bummer, J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And
1: thanks for stopping by.
2: The herd line. I'm gonna news. have to buy into the Clippers. They are playing like crazy. What am I gonna do with the Clippers? Well, that's why we have Colin right wrong segments. I was wrong on that one. They were awful early, but they're pretty. Have you f- seen the
6: movie Major League? Yeah. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Just a bit outside. Yeah,
2: yeah. On that one, happens a little bit. I haven't, I haven't, you know, I don't watch streaming or movies during the football season. Football season's basically over. It just, it, <laughs> I don't watch. I, yeah. I I I know what the Netflix logo looks like. I just don't watch it. So. Are you watching Reacher yet? That I told you about. I don't I mean, have time. Up. I got games to watch.
6: Well, what you? There's no games tonight, bro. What What are you doing? Uh, Going to
2: dinner, have some fun. You know, live a little there. Boozy, boozy Tuesday. <laughs> Here we go.
3: No. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow.